What a day of tennis. And of course, we're going to get into the most dramatic five-setter of the day, Rafa Nadal versus Taylor Fritz. And I have to say, it didn't go the way I thought it would. I thought Nadal would win in four sets, and I just thought he'd have a little bit too much, but it was dramatic. Dramatic. And dramatic for not just the sense of some fantastic tennis being played and some interesting passage of play and tactics being employed, etc. But because both players playing with some sort of injury, Nadal with the abdominal issue and his serve was down you know, 10, 15 miles per hour at times, uh, struggling with it, had a medical timeout, um, had, I think it was just the one, and then uh, talked to the doctor a couple of times and uh, his box was actually telling him to retire. Like his dad was like, just stop, just stop playing. You're clearly in a lot of pain. And he was kind of hunched over a lot of instances after points, etc. And it was, he was visibly like in pain. And then, you know, telling the doctor as well, like, you know, I'm going to wait a few games before retiring. So almost saying that, like, you know, I'm going to wait before making a decision. And then Taylor Fritz had this kind of strapping on his upper left quad, which again, he's had throughout the tournament, as has Nadal had that strapping on the abdomen. And it's almost like these guys just can't play each other when they're not injured because they played each other both when they had some sort of injury as well in Indian Wells. And it was the same today. The level was not the greatest. And we're going to get into the match, but it had everything in terms of drama, competitiveness. Uh, and it was a classic, not necessarily because of the level, but because of how equally matched it ended up being in the end. Before we get into it, though, remember to hit that like button, please, if you haven't done so already, and do subscribe if you're new. Okay, let's get into this. Spoiler alert, Rafa Nadal wins in five sets, winning 3-6-7-5, in the final set tiebreaker. I'm not going to break it down set by set or even say it was, you know, a tale of, of two halves. It wasn't. It really wasn't. It was just a, a match that ebbed and flowed and there were some interesting dynamics at play, but generally it was an entertaining match. Uh, one that you didn't really know which way it was going to go, but I think in the first few sets, for me, Taylor Fritz was playing the bigger points better, which was surprising given how experienced Rafa Nadal is and being the GOAT that he is, right? You would expect the GOATs, and normally they do, to actually be the ones to say, well, actually, you know what? We're going to step up in the big moments. We're going to be the ones that are going to take the match by the scruff of the neck and we're going to make something happen. That wasn't really what was happening in the first few sets. And interestingly, Nadal came out really quickly, actually. So he came out fantastically, like a bull in a china shop, absolutely demolishing Fritz in the first and opening game of the match, which was Fritz serving first. He broke him straight away. And you're thinking, wow. And then Nadal takes a... What was it? it wasn't 4-1. That was yesterday. He took a, a three-love lead. And you're thinking, okay, he's three-love up. He's doing really well. Great. He was three-love and I think 30-love up, or love 30 on Fritz's serve. That was a crucial point because... Nadal, and I think it was actually it was an easy forehand that he misses, and then it goes to 15-30, and then Fritz ends up holding. Not only does he hold, he wins 
six games in a row. If I'm not mistaken. So, <laughs> so that was 3-1 up, actually. Sorry, excuse me. He wins five games in a row, right, to take the set 6-3. Nadal's level drops dramatically. And when I mean dramatically, I mean dramatically. <laughs> and it might have been because, you know, that abdominal issue started rearing his head or, you know, he, he was just in more discomfort. But really what it was is that Fritz was starting to warm into the match and Nadal was stuck in second gear. And it was reminiscent of really yesterday with Djokovic and Sinner where Djokovic was just stuck and in second gear and was struggling to get out of it. And eventually he did, of course. Nadal had something similar, you feel, though, of course, playing with an injury, was it was a bit different. And that's why there are more ebbs and flows, I feel, rather than a block of where Nadal was playing really well. He played more in spurts. And Taylor Fritz was similar as well. I mean, he wasn't really playing particularly well um, for large periods. Both players would show flashes of brilliance, flashes of fantastic shot making, or there are a couple of incredible points where, you know, drop shot, then a lob, and then a get, and then an overhead. And it was a really, you know, end up being an extremely exciting points to watch. But Fritz... I thought generally did pretty well in the first few sets. He was serving well, hitting his spots apart from that single break. Um, and of course, Nadal took the second set seven, five, but in the first three sets, you're kind of thinking Taylor Fritz is the man who looks like he's slightly more comfortable. And Nadal had a lot of, 1530s on Fritz's serve and then couldn't make them count. And he wasted a lot of lot of opportunities, break points, uh, chances to open up break points. And they, they were just uncharacteristic errors. His returning wasn't at his best, I have to say. Um, started to try and anticipate the serve down the tee from the juice side all the times and misread it completely. I mean, he was getting aced out wide on the juice side consistently. Uh, or would get to it, but would slice into the net cord or into the net or slice wide or slice long, or it would be a backhand slice return, which is really short. Fritz would get there and just put away the point. Um, wasn't, was struggled, really struggled with Fritz's slice and kick serve out wide on the juice side. Uh, it wasn't pretty to watch. And he wasn't moving too well either. Quite a few shanks in the first few sets and, same with Fritz, it laboured at times and just thinking, okay, <laughs> the level's not really quite there, but they're still fighting. Like both were fighting, both were fighting, doing what they could. Uh, Fritz did really well in instances to, I think, try and stick with Nadal. The one issue that he has and something which Nadal, I think, has over Fritz and showed was on the run of the forehand, yes, he wants a big take back, but he is also able to kind of flick the forehand cross court. And a couple of points were at crucial points where he was on the run and he flicked the forehand whilst facing. So if you think he's running onto his, his forehand, which is his left hand, he's a lefty. He's facing the left, right? So he's almost sideways, side on, facing the left-hand side. Somehow he manages to flick the ball. So he somehow manages to contort his arm and his wrist to flick the ball cross-court, right? So that he is moving the ball from left to not quite all the way right, but 
you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like he's moving it from west to northeast, if we're talking about it from a compass point of view, right? Or he's moving it from nine o'clock to two o'clock. And it was just incredible uh, to see. And he's one of the only players on tour that's able to kind of do that. Djokovic, of course, another because he's so flexible. But it's just something that's so incredible to watch. And it just means that there's an added element to the defensive side for Rafa Nadal. For Fritz, there are a lot of forehand slices, which I get. And like it can be very useful on the grass. And you don't see it a huge amount on uh, or in the men's game. It's more predominant in the women's game. But we, you do see it when a lot of players and, and I guess male players are on the run and they feel like they, or they're stretching and they feel like they can't hit a dry forehand. They will hit that forehand slice. And I feel like Fritz thought on the grass, you know, he, he could get some purchase. And he did at times, although Nadal dealt with it pretty well. Um, he didn't defend too badly, especially from the into-out forehand of Nadal's. I thought he defended quite well with the forehand slice. Um, it was just interesting to see that dynamic. And Fritz is generally a pretty good defender um, on the backhand side, especially. But the backhand, there were a few errors on that side, especially into the net. And I think trying to go a bit too flat at times. But what Nadal did really well is at the start, he was kind of floating the slice. And Fritz wasn't troubled by it at all. And I thought he might be if Nadal hit the slice properly. He then realized, I think, after the first set, set and a half, that look, I need to commit to the backhand slice. I can't just hit it as a defensive, you know, defensive ploy and try and get three points from it or Fritz won't attack it. I need to hit it with intent. And he started going lower over the net with higher pace, with more spin, and it was more knife edge stuff on that backhand slice. And that helped him because Fritz struggled, especially or with the backhand slice down the line. He was struggling. To, he didn't want to hit backhand slices because Fritz doesn't want to be hitting a lot of backhand slices to Nadal's forehand because everyone knows if you hit a backhand slice into Nadal's forehand, most likely he's going to punish you because he's really good at getting low on the forehand side and whipping it. So Nadal was going backhand slice down the line into the Fritz backhand and Fritz was struggling because as I said, he doesn't want to hit a backhand slice in return. So he would try and hit a drive backhand and hitting it almost at like ankle height is really tough for someone who's six foot four as well. And it just got him into awkward positions. Um, he had a lot of those backhands into the net or wide or long just because they were just awkward, awkward shots to make. Uh, and Nadal got success from that after adjusting. Uh, similarly, I think for, for Rafa Nadal as well, um, I think coming to the net was a theme that he has been trying to definitely improve on, I think, as the matches have gone on. And that's something that's definitely been evident. I think because he wants to try and shorten the points a bit more, and he should do. Uh, he's very good at the net for the most part. And I feel like it's something that he needs to utilize more and more. Um, it wasn't really a case of he came to the net more as the sets went on. I mean, it kind of just varied. Um, but what was impressive is that in set five, he came to net 11 times and won 10 out of the 11 points. Uh, and the reason why that probably would have happened is in that fifth set, I mean, he was almost like a dead man walking, really, uh, in that fifth set for large parts. 
Um, but what it meant, I think, as well, the abdominal injury meant that he had to unleash on the forehand. And to be fair to him, for the first, I would say, two sets, he was unleashing on the forehand. That's why he got that early break straight away. And he was sitting a lot in the forehand like it was in pretty good nick, I have to say, especially in terms of the depth of it. There were quite a few forehands, which I have to say were quite uh, quite lofty ground strokes, but the depth was there, right? And it did trouble Taylor Fritz. Um, but what I would say is that for Nadal anyway, the forehand was, he was timing it well. The depth there, depth was there. The pace was there. Uh, but then when we go into the third set, and of course the abdominal issue, which predominantly I think affected his serving more than anything, uh, started rearing his head. Then the forehand, he just went a bit more conservative and it was strange because you would have expected him to kind of unleash more knowing that, okay, I don't want the rallies necessary to go on longer. Um, he That kind of clicked into play in the fourth and fifth sets again uh, and he kind of got back into it and I think the backhand down the line as well like was, is, I think always will be um, a fantastic shot for Nadal to utilise, especially the backhand cross as well, some bullets. But Taylor Fritz, the forehand was was good in a lot of instances for sure um especially the forehand cross court and he didn't mind going backhand to Nadal's forehand he really didn't uh, and he actually won quite a few rallies in that exchange which was surprising and you wouldn't expect it but for his backhand is pretty solid and it holds up in most instances and I said the backhand slice into his backhand is a different story but Nadal's forehand which has a lot of topspin um it sits up nicely Fritz likes it Shoulder high. He wants it shoulder high. He wants it up high on the backhand side to, so he can, because he tends to kind of flatten through the backhand a lot of times uh, and try and generate power that way. And um, you can do that. If the ball's high. You can drive through it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he missed some crucial volleys in crucial moments. Taylor Fritz, as did Nadal as well. And yeah, we got the five sets. I don't want to go on about this too much, but I want to then just talk about the tiebreaker because. Nadal, I think, like he was five, so it's four three up in that fifth set. He just broke Taylor Fritz, and then he got broken straight away, um, which was just crazy. Uh, he did have, you know, a couple of break points. I think it was at four all, didn't manage to take it. Fritz held, uh, and then Nadal was serving twice to stay in the match. He did so, uh, and then we get into a tiebreaker, and Nadal wins the first point. And you're just thinking, okay, Fritz goes into the into the net. And the net was his enemy, to be fair. He went into the net a lot during the tiebreaker. But mentally, he looked a bit shot. He did. Uh, there were a couple of the shakes of the head, and he just, just looks frustrated. I think he knew that this was a big opportunity. And in the tiebreaker, I don't think he quite believed that he could win the tiebreaker. Um, and he ended up conceding a five-love lead. And from there, really, it's so hard to recover. Uh, he tried his best, a couple of aces as well. And he served, what, I think it was 19 aces for the day, which is really impressive, three double faults. Nadal seven, uh, quite a few of those coming because I think most likely a contributing factor in it was that injury. But also on the ad side, he does tend to collapse at times. And that can happen on the serve. Um, but yeah, like just really, really impressive from Taylor Fritz. I thought he played a fantastic 
match overall. I thought he was really, really good. Uh, he was just unfortunate in the end. I mean, and the stats kind of say it all because 56 winners apiece, 35 unforced errors for Fritz, 42 for Nadal. But it was ironically after the first three sets, I was saying Nadal was playing the sorry, Fritz was playing the bigger points better. But from the fourth set onwards, it was all Nadal. He knew that he had to win each set. He knew he had to step up his level. And yes, he was laboured and there were moments where he just didn't look like he even wanted to, he would even carry on. He somehow battled through. It was a, a battle because both guys, as I said, like injured in some instance. And you could see it wasn't the type of highest level that we expect maybe from Nadal. Nadal probably playing maybe his C level, Fritz maybe his B level. Um, but it, it kind of gelled together nicely to give us uh, what was a very interesting spectacle. Uh, let me know your thoughts, though. I mean, how do you think um, both players did? Nadal, I think, did well when his he knew that his serve wasn't going to be as, as big, tried to hit his spots more, and he did so for the most part, to be fair to him. Uh, so that was good. The only actually thing I want to pick out is Fritz's choice to hit a big kick serve for a first, so I think in the tiebreaker when he was um, five three down, and it was just a bizarre choice. Like on the ad side, and I'm just thinking, what? Like kicks about wide, so infinite our forehand. It says 90 miles an hour for a first serve, and I was just thinking, this isn't the clay. And why would you do that? Like it's just such a bizarre choice. The dar hit a really good deep return in the middle. Ends up winning the point six three um, in that tiebreak, and of course won it ten four in the end. Uh, but yeah, strange decisions. Some I guess strange tactics employed from Fritz at times. And Nadal hit some fantastic drop shots, getting him out of trouble the last couple of sets because I think he realised like, he couldn't afford for their points to go longer. Um, yeah, some great net points as I said as well. So generally, it was extremely entertaining. Um, Nadal moves on. He'll face Nick Kyrgios in the next round. We'll do a preview video for that. But thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Remember to hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you on the next video. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah.